And today's talk is, what's your sign? <laughs> what? So I'm, I'm really not talking like, hey, hey, dude, what's your sign, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a Gemini, and my, you know, rising sign is Aquarius, and my moon is, I don't know, someplace, I misplaced it somewhere. But, you know, or, or I'm a triple Scorpio or, or Pisces, so stay away from me because I'm not really good to be around. Or I'm a Cancer, I just love being at home, whatever. I'm not talking about those signs. I'm not going to talk about those signs. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, and this is in the Science Mind text, the 26th edition. He said, if you have ever believed that the stars govern you, or that your environment governs you, or that opportunities govern you, recognize this as an hypnotic condition into which you have fallen. So, we're not talking about those kinds of signs. We'll talk today about the signs along the pathway, the pathway that you're on. You are on this journey. This theme is, you know, one journey, many paths. Well, along those many paths that we've chosen, there are signposts along the way that guide us. And so what really, what are the signposts, what are the signs saying to you on the individual path that you have chosen? What, uh, you know, there are signs that we choose to follow. There are signs that we see and there are signs that we follow with, and those are the conscious ones. And they guide us along the path that we're on for our own personalized journey. So think about it, right? What signs do you look for, do you look at, and do you follow, you know? How about, um, you know, oh, look out vista on the right. You've seen those signs, right? Do you pull over and look? Do you pull over and, and look at the scenery, you know? Are you taking the scenic route? Have you chosen to take the scenic route, to stop along the way, to take the, the long and windy way and stop and look at everything around you? You know, how about the sign, um, oh, freeway entrance on the right? Do you take that one instead, you know? Are you going fast and are you going direct, you know? Is the destination the whole point or is it the journey? Do you just want to get there wherever there is? Do you just want to get there? Can't stop. I'm a woman on a mission, right? Headed to enlightenment. Ain't got no time for nothing, nothing else. <sighs> you know, this is, this is the sign that I get a lot. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> you know, slow down, take your time. No, 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 I can't. I'm on a mission. I've got to get there, right? Now, remember, I'm the one that used to read the end of the book first before I decided to read a book because I had to know how it came out. So, of course, that would be my sign. Freeway all the way, all the way. Don't even stop. No lunch, no restroom break. Just get there, right? <laughs> well, these are the signs that we consciously, or maybe sometimes not so consciously, pick and choose in our journey forward, in our journey ahead, right? But, but sometimes I think, what happens um, when we get those unexpected signs, right? We've, we've got everything planned. What happens when we get blindsided by a, by a sign we didn't expect to be on our path, the path that we have chosen? like construction. 
reduce speed for the next 25 miles, right? Ugh, that one's always a crusher, right? Or maybe um, bridge out ahead. Oh my gosh, bridge out ahead. Now you have to turn back and do something else. What do we do when we encounter these unexpected signs that we, we hadn't planned for and we really, that we didn't have in our consciousness? You know, we had a plan, we were organized, we had our GPS, right? We had everything. And then we get that unexpected sign. What do we do? What do we, what do we do when we get assigned something like this one? Yeah, isn't that clever? Stop. Don't stop. Stop. No stopping anytime. What do we do when we get a sign that we don't know what to do? Right? Oh my gosh. What do you do when faced with something like that? Well, Ernest Holmes in Without Fear, he said this. In seeking the answers to our problems and questions, we need to realize and to know there is an intelligence in me which knows the answer to every question. There is nothing unknown to mind. It has the solution to every problem. My mind is in that mind. It is now working through me. It is acquainting my intellect, my conscious mind, with the desired information. He goes on to say this, the riddle of the universe is a paradox. The question is its own answer. For the mind that asks the question is also the mind that answers it. So when we get faced with, you know, with signs like that, stop, don't stop. <laughs> we know that the inner wisdom guides us and directs us. We know that regardless of that sign along the way, we know how to respond to it. That inner wisdom, the divine mind that exists within us, it knows the way to go. Even when we see signs like, you know, caution, dangerous curves ahead, or slippery when wet, or one way, do not enter, you know? One way, do not enter is, is a good one, right? And it, it is those times where we think we're being thwarted, right? We're trying, we're trying, and it just seems like there are roadblocks along the way all the time. I had my plan, but now there's a, there's a roadblock in my way. Well, I had a plan, and now there's another roadblock in my way. And, and you know, I had my plan, and they loused it up on me, <laughs> whoever they are, whoever they are, you know? But, but how many times have we had the experience where we had to slow down, and the slowing down itself was the gift, right? There are so many times when we look back and we go, oh, we were prevented from whatever, and it was, and it itself was the gift, you know? Just when you think your path has gotten sabotaged, you find out that the delay was the blessing. The delay itself was the blessing. I remember I was driving one evening and I had to get gas and I was, I was um, pulling into a left-hand turn lane and the arrow, the left-hand turn arrow was green and the song came on the radio that I hadn't heard in a really long time and I just loved, loved, loved it. I was like, oh my God. Well, then the green arrow turned to red and I was like, darn it. I can't believe it. Turn around, rah, rah, rah. And I was just about to complain about it when I thought, 
Now, wait a minute. <laughs> now I get to sit at the red light and listen to the entire song that I loved, that I haven't heard in a long time, that I wanted to hear. When, had I been given the left-hand turn and gotten into the gas station, I'd had to shut the car off, right? So, it was the gift. I know it's a little tiny trivial demonstration, but it's a demonstration. You get what I mean. I was delayed, and the delay in itself was a blessing. The red light was, was my affirmation, really. I wanted to hear the song. I got to hear the song. We are always being guided and directed. We're always. And... We have free will to ignore it, to go our own way, to, go, to, to ignore the signs and go off. We have free will to listen, to listen to that still small voice or just barrel on down the road, woman on a mission, get out of my way, right? I always wanted to be the first person on the freeway, I guess, you know? I always wanted to lead the parade. If I could only get to the head of the, of the line of traffic, then I'll be okay. But, you know, we have free will. We can listen. We can slow down. We have ears to hear and eyes to see if we allow ourselves to be open and available to the signs, right? We have to be open and available to the signs. And then what happens? We get a sign like this one. <laughs> Gotta love it, right? Oh my God, what do we do when it doesn't even have any words? What do we do when we get a sign like that one? What do we do when we get a sign we don't even understand or it's in a different language or it has no words at all? <sighs> then we go within. Then we read the symbol. What does it mean? What does it mean to us? Because spirit speaks to us in symbols quite often. In the New Thought Dictionary, Ernest Holmes writes about symbols. He said, the circle is a symbol. It represents the infinite. You know, very much like our teaching symbol, right? The circle represents the infinite. First cause, you know, the great I am moving into manifest form. And then you have the V within it. You have the coming of spirit into matter, into that point of manifestation. And then the upward sweep of, of the V, man's journey from gross materiality into pure spirit, the perfected state. And that's our journey, isn't it, really? That is the journey that we're all on. Our outward life is a symbol as well. It is a symbol of that inward journey. Spirit is speaking to us all the time for the entire journey, all along. And you know, those signs that we choose to follow, we choose them because they align with our plan, right? The ones we choose to follow align with our plans. The unexpected ones, well, they might cause us to slow down or to change our direction or to change the route we thought we were going to take or to postpone us all together and start out again at another time. Then there are the ones we don't understand at all. And we have to go deeper. We have to go deeper into that inner wisdom, into the I am, into that, that seed of perfection that is nestled within us, that, that Walt Whitman said, 
to know that there is a greater truth, there is a greater understanding, there is divine mind within us that can interpret for us, that can know for us. And that's how we gain understanding. And what we know is that it's all spirit all the time, guiding us, guarding us, surrounding us, protecting us, seeing us through. All along the journey, we use everything that is around us. We use everything to point us to the way, right? To point us to the way of our own unfoldment, our own personal path. And no one else can, can walk that path for us or drive it or fly it, whatever you want to do. No one else can do that for us. Our path is, is uniquely our own. So our guideposts, our signs are uniquely ours. In Can We Talk to God, Ernest Holmes wrote this. Our popular religions with their half-gods are but different resting places in our mind. Inns where the weary soul rests overnight on its journey from the outer circumference of materialism to an inner consciousness of idealism. And at the dawn of a greater vision, with the dew of eternity on the garden, the soul ventures forth to find a better God. And that really is the journey that we're on, you know? And, and it is that inner journey. It is the awakening of the soul. It is the finding of a better God, the God that is within and the God that is also uh, without, right? The, the overall, in all, through all, and as all. A greater understanding of the I am that is and the I am that I am, the personalized incarnation of spirit as each and every one of us. And the, and the journey on our physical path, on our own roadway, on our own individual journey, that's, that is an outward expression of the inward journey that we are all on. And just like the outer one, the inner journey has signs and symbols that guide and direct us as well. The outer self is on a material path, right? Thinking that, well, enough stuff, enough purchases, enough money in the bank, enough security, enough friendships, enough things to do will make us happy and will keep us safe. We'll keep the wolves from the door, right? And, and of course, that's how a lot of us are raised. Right? Do the right thing. Go to college. Get a good job. Get a 401k. Get a pension. Get, you know, get safe. Get secure. And the inner self knows that the only truth, the only path is love. The only path is love. The inner path is one of freedom, wholeness, joy, abundance. It is love. And so... <laughs> And so why is there, there is the hesitancy? Why is there that hesitancy to draw back? You know, I think, I think perhaps the, you know, the ego 
the, the, you know, the ego self of us, the one that, that is protecting us all our whole lives, right? Keeping us safe, keeping us small, keeping us protected, keeping us from getting our hearts broken. That ego self glimpses along with us, along with the inner us, the journey, the, the fulfillment, right? Ah, the selfless, unconditional love that we truly are. And I think that it believes that if we follow that, we will never be satisfied, you know, with, with the material world again. If we cast off that ego self and just become that selfless, unconditional love in the world, how are we ever going to traverse the material world again? And I think that that is part of our hesitancy to just dive into that limitless sea of receptivity like Ernest Holmes says, casting off all moorings and just living that life of spirit. But you know, but our spiritual journey is what we're here to do. The realization that we are only love. I mean, Vicki sang, sang it, right? In our centering song, there is only love. There is only love. And that is the truth of us. And that is our spiritual journey. And that is what we really are here to do, to remember who we are. And the signs, well, the signs have been pointing us to ourselves the whole time. The signs point us to our own inner happiness. The signs point us to the places where we need healing. The signs point us to the work we need to do, right? The sign heals us, points us to all those places within us where we have been wounded, where we must attend to and to heal. The signs point us to our wholeness. The signs point us to where we need to be, what we need to say, and to whom. The signs point us to where we are. Signs, well, well, there's a sign like this, like this one. What the hell is that? <laughs> you know, we get signs like that every now and then, right? I think, I, I don't really know, but I think that one means you have just entered the deep south. I don't know, maybe. But it is our spiritual practice, it's our spiritual practice to interpret them right? We get signs all the time. They point us to where we need to go, what we need to do, what we need to say, and to whom. Our signs point us to where we need to still heal inside of us from maybe betrayals, from wounds that we have had in the past. The signs point us to our own healing. And our spiritual practice is our commitment to that wholeness. Always, always pointing us in the right direction. We use our woundedness not to stay a victim, but to know how to heal. To know where our healing is. We make the commitment to our wholeness by taking that vow. By taking the vow of I am to, to vow to do something or to stop doing something from this day forward, right? 
That's why I love the, sim- the symbolism of Lent. We're in the season of Lent as well, right? This past Wednesday, Lent started 40 days and 40 nights of abstaining from something. Traditional Catholicism would say staying away from something you really love or some vice or some weakness or whatever. But I like, the, I like our interpretation of the Lenten season better. I love to think of Lent as let's entertain new thought. Right? Let's entertain new thought. Let's, let's fast from negativity. Let's fast from fear. Let's fast from, from our feelings of not enoughness. Let's fast from limitation. Right? That's what we're here to do. And, and recognize the signs all around us that tell us when we're overdoing something or not doing enough of something. Signs that tell us when to just be. Just take the time out for self-healing, for self-care. You know, if you're empty, you can't, you can't help anyone else, right? You can't be the light if you're drained yourself. So the signs tell us to slow down, to take care of ourselves. The signs always point us to our own wholeness, which is there all along, which is there all along. Ernest Holmes said this, he said, say something like this, I know the divine intelligence within me knows what the particular work is for me to do. It knows the right activity to bring about my objective. I rely on it to open the way, to show me the signs that point to the right direction. I realize divine guidance within, within me now, and that activity works through me and cannot be withheld from my affairs. Then watch for the sign. Listen greatly to yourself. Often, the seeds of harvest we have sown is born to us in the most unexpected sources. Your word thus spoken deals with a perfect law. And this law guides and directs and governs you and is liberty and freedom, success and happiness to you. Slow down. Allow the signs to guide you. Take that vow to care for yourself and then let your light shine around. Be the guidepost for others. Be the sign that God is all there is, that God is love, that we are love and we are one. The signs guiding you, guiding me, guiding all of us back to our wholeness that has been there all along. Thank you.